friends. Welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. We finally had a beautiful weekend here in Kentucky. Oh, it was perfect. The sun was shining. It was kind of cool outside. I just thought it was great. <laughs> Some of you may have thought it was cold if you live here where I live. I didn't. I thought it was I just thought it was great weather. My husband and I have that argument all the time. We'll get up of a morning and usually I'm the first to go out to let the dog out or to do whatever. And he's like, Is it cold? And I'm like, No, it's not cold. And he's down here putting on long johns and his work pants and <clears throat> an undershirt and a long sleeve shirt and a sweatshirt and his coat. And I'm standing out on the deck in my shorts and my tank top, brushing my teeth, watching the dog go use the bathroom and I'm like it is not cold and you know why it's not cold it's called menopause (laughs) and if you've been there done that you know exactly what I'm talking about I'm 48 full-blown menopause haven't been cold for at least mm, a year and a half I really don't foresee me ever getting cold again so I guess you can look at that as a positive but then this summer I'm gonna complain a lot about being hot but that feeling of cold just goes away with the onset of menopause. But we had a great weekend. My oldest was home from college, and we enjoyed our time with him. Soon we will have two at the University of Kentucky, and we are very excited about that. We've had a great experience with him on campus. The college has been great. It's been a great experience. He loves it there, doesn't really want to come home, which hurts a little, but then eh, it really doesn't. You want them to be happy where they're at. I love going to Lexington. I like shopping and eating there. So, you know, if if he happened to get a job there and stay, I would be fine with that. But, yeah, we're having two there, so we'll be making a lot of trips there. He will be going in. Our second will be going in August, so we've got some time for that. But still... It's, it's a big change when you start sending them when they start leaving home. All right. Our first review today is from Katie Brent. Her book, How to Kill Men and Get Away With It, was in my top five books last year. And this book that we're going to talk about, The Murder After the Night Before, I actually pre-ordered several weeks in advance and then woke up on Thursday, February the 1st and acted like someone had gifted me something. I was so excited when it showed up on my iPad. I just couldn't wait. I could not wait to read this book. I love Katie Brent. This one was one of my most anticipated reads for 2024, and it did not disappoint. Now, How to Kill Men is still my favorite, but I adore Molly Monroe just as much as Kitty Collins, but Kitty's still my favorite. Now, let me just go ahead and say, I love Katie Brent. I love her humor. I just, her writing speaks to my heart. You know, you just got those authors that you just love. And I mean, she's only wrote two books. So I mean, I guess she could go wrong at some point. But right now, she's just doing everything right for me. I just really enjoy her books. I'm sure I'll gush about her more after I get done talking about the book. So let's look at the plot. And yes, I'm still clearing my throat. And I'm sorry. Molly wakes up with a horrible hangover. She's pretty sure she's dying. Then a voice says, you can't die from a hangover. She thinks, great. Now I have a narrator. How so, Gossip Girl of me? Um, There's a man, 
a man I've never seen before in my life. And then he looks at me and says, you do realize you're saying these things out loud, don't you? Now, I know that you can't gather from how I've read this that it was extremely hilarious. This may be the funniest exchange in a book that I've ever read. Like, I cackled, laughed out loud, and then reread it. I just thought it was hilarious. The more she talked to herself, or she thought in her head, she was actually verbalizing it, which I've done. And then he's sitting here thinking, you know I can hear you. Well, it was hilarious to me. You'll know when you read it. So it turns out that Jack, the stranger, is the least of her worries. She finally makes it to work and finds out that she is trending on Twitter. Hashtag, is Molly Monroe awake yet? She was videoed doing an indecent act with a complete stranger on the street, and it's being shared over and over and over. So Molly's employers send her home. She has no recollection of anything that happened the night before, and she can't find her roommate, Posey. Only she comes to find out that Posey's not missing. She's dead. Dun, dun, dun. The only thing keeping Molly from dying of shame in this moment is that she has to prove that Posey was murdered and didn't kill herself because the cops, like, if this is an open and shut case. She killed herself. Molly knows that she wouldn't. I, oh gosh, I just really enjoy Katie Brent. Like, I wish you could feel my excitement. Both of her books just have this dark humor that makes me laugh. And like I said, I legitimately laugh out loud. This is not one of those LOL moments where, you know, you've got that straight face and it didn't even make you smile. I legitimately laugh. I also find that Molly is just so relatable. She has so many, 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 many flaws and she just embraces them. And... I just really don't know any other way to say it than just to say Katie Brent makes murder fun. She just really does. It's fun. This is These books are those kind of books that just keep me going. Like, I love horror. I love even somewhat maybe a little bit of gore in my horror books now. I don't know why I'm progressing that way. But these are just good books to read in between those books that just kind of lighten things up. Even though there is murder, it's just not quite as heavy as some of those other books. And I just really enjoy her writing style and her humor, just everything about her. Like I said, she just speaks to me and I just really, really adore her. It may not be something that you love, but I hope you can feel my excitement for her books because I just think that they're great. Okay, the next book I'm really just as excited about. If I could come up with another word, I would. But it is Imaginary Strangers, and it's by Minka Kent. And the publication date on this one is not until July 23rd. Thank you, Jeanette Galley, for allowing me to read this one early. So you're definitely going to want to write this down. So if you have a TBR list... I know my friend Gina keeps up. She like has a, she on her Goodreads want to read. I've never used that on my Goodreads. I don't know why, but you know, she does, which is a good tool to use, especially if something's not come out yet. You definitely want to mark this one. All right. Camille Prescott has it all. She has a wonderful husband, Will, and two children, Georgiana and Jackson. They live in a beautiful home in a seaside enclave, and Camille's smile always exudes normalcy. <clears throat> Except Camille is a sociopath. She really is. So Georgie, as they call her, her preschool teacher tells Camille that she doesn't have any friends and she's very concerned about her. Soon Georgie starts showing signs of unsettling familiar behavior, including a new imaginary friend who cast a disturbing influence on everything the little girl says and does. 
Worse than that, Georgie's imaginary friend knows things about Camille's childhood, things that Camille has never told anyone. Is it a coincidence or is it Georgie's imaginary friend not so fictional after all? Now, Camille works extra hard to protect her children and to protect them from her past. She herself was raised by a vindictive and psychotic woman, and if her mother ever finds her, her mother told her she would kill her the next time she saw her when she kicked her out of her house. So she has just made it her life to make sure that her mother never catches up with her again and also to, for the most part, hide her past from her family. Man, oh man, what a story. This is so good. And then let me, why am I not reading more Minka Kent? I don't know why. I think this is only my second book by her, and it's they're just great. I also really like her writing style. Now, it does say that this is book one of one in the Dangerous Strangers Thrillers series. Now, I never could find if this was going to be a series about Camille and her family or just different books based on Dangerous Strangers, that theme. Either way, I'm very intrigued. We all know I don't like series, but I, I'll try it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, see, I'll see if I can follow this series because I really did enjoy this one. Camille is such a strong woman. You're really going to appreciate that. I found her easily relatable. She was trying so hard to maintain her life and to be the, mo- the best mom that she could be, the best version of herself she could be, all while being treated for, and she is a sociopath. She really felt not the kind of love that you needed for a husband and not the kind of love you needed for kids, but she knew that she had to protect them. She knew that it was her job to take care of them, and she knew she didn't want to be made to feel like the way that her mom made her feel. And then there's Jacqueline, her mother-in-law. Oh, man, it's what mother-in-law relationship goals are right there. That relationship was, it, it appeared to be phenomenal. And then there's Will, the husband. He was great. He was supportive, and he was loving, and he loved her, and he adored her. And like I said, he was supportive, even though you're going to read, Camille gave him tons of reasons not to trust her. Not, I mean, he why he didn't think she was up to something, I don't know. But there was just really strong character development, and then there's a really good twist at the end that I, I didn't really see coming. I just really, really do enjoy Minka Kent, and I need to pick up more of her books. I'm looking to do that. John Mars and Minka Kent are definitely on my radar for the rest of this year. I do think that I tried to find some uh, Minka books on Libby, and maybe there wasn't really any other ones to choose from beside the one that I had read. So we have to just check into those on Amazon and see if I can pick some of those up. All right. The next book is... The Next Mrs. Parrish by Liv Constantine. Now, this is one of those books that I really didn't want to read, but I was afraid I would miss out on something. So I requested it on NetGalley. Thank you for allowing me to read this. But I went into it knowing this book probably wasn't going to be for me. So let me refresh you on these characters, especially if you've read The Last Mrs. Parrish, you're going to know who I'm talking about. So Jackson Parrish is just about finished serving his sentence for tax evasion. Amber Parrish is still living her best life, even though their bank account is dwindling fast. It's all about keeping appearances. Meanwhile, Daphne Parrish left Bishop's Harbor after her divorce from Jackson and vowed to never go back. But after trouble with her daughters wanting to see their father, she agrees to return for the summer just so that they can have supervised visits with him. 
When someone from Amber's past emerges looking for revenge, the three of them find unlikely allies in each other. But who is playing who? <clears throat> Again, sorry for the throat clears. But this was just a total miss for me. I do think in this situation, you have to have read the prequel, the first shot. And it's a short, it's a really short book. And the last Mrs. Parrish before reading this. And this is the main reason I don't prefer series books. You've got to have the backstory on this. And it's just basically the same story over and over. I would have been very content with Liv just writing The Last Mrs. Parish and letting it go. This is just not the type of storyline I feel like you can keep going and to find fresh topics. This book will come out on June 18th. And like I said, thank you, NetGalley and Random House Publish Group Valentine for allowing me this sneak peek. And this storyline may be for you, especially if you love The Last Mrs. Parrish, then you, you know, you don't want to miss this. All right. The next book, actually, this will be the last book that we go over today, will be The Other Mothers by Katherine Faulkner. So when a young nanny is found dead in mysterious circumstances, new mom Tash is intrigued. Plus, she needs a new story to launch her career as a freelance journalist. Now, she also needs something even more than that, and it's new friends. She sees them at her son's new playgroup, The Other Mothers, a group of sophisticated women who live in a neighborhood of stunning houses. The mothers welcome Tash into their group, and it's the kind of life that she's always dreamed of, what she's always wanted, and she's quickly swept up into their wealthy world via coffee dates, cocktails, play dates. But when another young woman is found dead, it's clear that there's much more to the community that meets the eye. The more Tash investigates, the more she's led uncomfortably close to the other mothers. One thing I really like about books, <clears throat> as was in this one, is when you first start the book, you know someone has died. You just don't know who yet. And it's told between alternating points of view of Tash in present day and Sophie before her death. So I do need to give a warning. I don't know if it's a warning, but that sounds kind of harsh. But there are a lot of names in the story. A lot. And it would have really helped me if I had made a family tree. I struggled from time to time. I had a hard time keeping up with who was married to who. The twists never start coming. And the pace of the book quickens as you get near the end. I mean, I had absolutely no clue who did it. She weaves a very intricate story that just keeps you guessing the whole time. I gave it four stars because I thought it was just a little long and there was so many people, but it's really good. And I mean, really, if I had just took the time to have jotted some notes down, like, you know, this one, you know, man and wife, man and wife, man and wife, it probably would have helped me. <clears throat> oh, and this. I've talked a lot about this recently, but I cannot stand these messages. Stop digging. Well, I guess if you're faced with danger, that would seem threatening to you. But I just really think that there has to be something a little more menacing than some of these messages that they're coming up with. Just something more sinister. But anyway, you know, I've talked about it before. We won't go on and on about it. But this author also wrote Greenwich Park, which I, I loved. It was five stars for me. So be sure you add both of these to your TBR. But quickly or more quickly, you can read Greenwich Park, which I highly recommend. All right. I think that's it for this week. So be sure and join me next week when we take a look at what quite possibly 
might be my most favorite book of the year, and it's coming out of nowhere. It's not going to be on your radar. It's not going to be something you're looking for. It's not something I've talked about. It's totally been thrown at me out of left field, and it is great. So be sure and join me back here next week. listening to this week's dig the plot be sure and follow me on instagram at dig the plot underscore join me next week see you then